This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Good evening everybody and welcome once again into the KCLR studios here in Kilkenny for Come On Kind with myself, Martin Quilty and my co-host as always, Anya Fahey. Hello Anya. Well, how are you Martin? Great. Now, we had a huge weekend last weekend with a load of games that was on and the two Kilkenny teams were out. Of course, the Intermediates was out in Freshford against Derry and the Seniors had a long trek up to Antrim to play Antrim in Dunlion. It was a good weekend for both Kilkenny teams on one front, not not so good on some other fronts, but I am delighted that we are going to start with the senior game from Dunloy. And I should have Brian Dowling on the phone with me. Good evening, Brian. Yeah, good evening, lads. How are you doing? All good now. So, yeah, it was a, a long weekend for yourselves. You went to Dunloy. You went up on the Friday evening, which was probably a bit of more better preparation for yourselves because of the, the journey time that would have been on the, the Saturday. So... A good win overall, one fifteen to one nine um, against Antrim. So, give us your verdict on the game. Yeah, look, so it was a long weekend. All right, went up on on Friday afternoon there. So some people had to take a half day off work and things like that. But look, I think it was worth it. Um, a fairly long spin up, and I think it would be very hard to ask the girls to turn around and play a match um, on the Saturday after travelling up. So I think going up on the Friday was the right thing to do. And look, it was a, a tough game. Um, I suppose I watched Sanchez there in a few games this year, and been very impressed with them. They've been very lively forwards, a lot of pace, so we knew they were going to cause us trouble. And I suppose I was a bit worried maybe about the start that you know with the trip up and stuff, we might be might get a great start. But we actually started the game here as well. Um, but was the last ten, maybe fifteen minutes for half time, I think Antrim got the goal and got a lot of confidence from that. And then, um, you know, half time there was only two points in it. But uh, second half, and even after going down to fourteen players, in terms of the girls, they really pushed on. And I think you know we were a much better team in the second half. They yeah, didn't get, enough, didn't get enough scores, maybe. Yeah, I was just going to say it. You had a very, very quick start. Um, especially maybe that was because the fact that you were fresh. Um, you weren't getting straight off a bus after a five-hour journey. Um, etc. So you must have been pleased overall with the start I suppose Antrim as you said not a bad team you know they drew it down um, they've been there thereabouts as well with the last couple of years so you knew going up that it was going to be a strong test and approved to be that yeah, so look, I suppose you look at their, their form, even against Offaly, they, they scored 318 against Offaly, you know, I think Galway scored 212 against Offaly, so that'll just tell you what they can do, you know, they, they definitely have good forwards, and we've seen that in Crow Park last year against Intermediates, how good their forwards were, and we knew that um, coming up to the game, and look, it's like any game, you just have to be, to be ready for it, and you know, the girls in fairness, we had five weeks on the spin, and suppose we, we built up a lot of momentum, and it was kind of a little bit maybe worried that, you know, even though we wanted the break, um, I suppose when that momentum breaks up a little bit, you're kind of wondering, and you know what way they return back. So look again, we're delighted with the with the with the victory. There's a lot of work, lot to, to work on, like there is in every game. So we just have to make sure we work on them now ahead of the the after the game as we have another weekend off now. Yeah, which is good for yourselves. Disappointing though, you mentioned it already down to fourteen players um early into the, the second half, well between early and mid, uh with the red card to uh Mary O'Connell and without drawing you into too much of it, um like I mean what was your overall thought on the red card? Yeah, 
Irish look it's disappointing anytime you're around 14 players um, I suppose the, at the time and no, nobody really knew what was for the game was going on and the game ended up just been stopped and Mary didn't know what it was for um, but look I'm not really sure there was much in it um, there might have been an accidental swing I'm not sure but um, there didn't seem to be much in it at the time I thought a few of the Antrim mentors afterwards like they, they were probably weren't really looking for a red card at the time either so look I think when it's a red card I think you have to be 100% sure it's a red card um, instead of taking a chance on it so look it's disappointing that it was a red card um, you know if, if if we don't appeal it it's two games and that's Mary gone for two games which I think would be extremely harsh um, but look it is what it is and I suppose looking on the positive side you know we were I think it was three points in at that stage the, the wind was swirling up there the rain was, was down on us and Antrim had the crowd I suppose and the girls with 14 players turned it around and you know at times it looked like we had the extra players so you know, credit to the 14 girls that finished the game they showed great heart and determination and um, you know I suppose we were in a sticky spot at that stage but we had uh, a few you know everyone stood up to it which was good Yeah you showed great character um, going into the game I suppose that you had the two wins from the two uh, a tough assignment then with Antrim coming away with the victory which poses very well I suppose going into the game against uh, Offaly in two weeks time that you know that at least if you win that game you're guaranteed a minimum of a quarter final spot which I suppose takes the pressure off a small little bit going into Galway that you're not looking for a result to come out of the group albeit I know you and you'll be looking to go heads on against Galway and top the group and get into the semi-final as well but I suppose having that small bit of a cushion there for yourselves helps going into the game Oh, yeah, look, we're, we're, I think after the win the weekend, we're guaranteed a quarter-final spot. Um, so, look, we're, we're fighting for second or third, first, second or third, and at the moment, in ourselves, Goddard and Antrim, I don't think anyone else can get there. So, um, I'm sorry, Limerick maybe can, but um, look, again, it's it's in our own hands now, which is good. And, you know, look, going up, obviously the off the game is coming up first, and that's only one to three, but, um, you know, the, the Galway game, obviously, will be massive then as well. And look, you're right, it was the same as Galway playing us. Um, we want to go up there to get the victory, you know, the the, the quickest route possible to, to get back to all Ireland is the best way to do it. And that's an all Ireland semi-final, you know, but there's a lot of hard work to do before that. And, you know, Galway and, and we'll, be do, we'll be thinking the same thing. So look, again, that's something down the line. We just want to look forward to the off game first and just make sure that we perform in that and that hopefully get the victory. Yeah, and it's a home game as well for yourself. So looking forward to another good day like we had in uh, UPMC Nolan Park the last day against Limerick is still up in the air where that venue is going to be um, at the minute um, but still it is a home game it is awfully I suppose with the fact that Limerick beat awfully at the weekend as well they're down at the bottom of the table so they'll be looking to try and get a result to avoid relegation as well against yourselves Yes, we have a lot to play for. Look, as far as I know, it's in Nolan Park, I and mean, that's what I was told. But uh, whether that's after changing, I'm not sure. But um, no, look again. We'd like to be at home. We actually between the league and the championship and Leinster, we've had very little home games. We've done a lot of travelling, and you know, I really thought. I think the the Limerick game the last day was one of my favourite home games since I've been involved. I just thought there was a brilliant atmosphere, and you know, there was a lot of hard work done in the background there, getting the kids in and stuff like that. And that that was brilliant, and I know it meant a lot to the players as well. There's a lot of you know, the atmosphere was good. It was positive, and you know, it was a lovely day. The sun was shining and that's what we want to see people in there and you know hopefully it'll be something similar now in Saturday week Well Paul is just after arriving in with us as well so that was her brainchild and it was great to have the teams there I suppose on the bad news end of things then as well um, it wasn't great news for Kellyanne we knew that she was going to be out for the start of the year but unfortunately then to have her sister join her uh, the last day getting injured against Limerick it's now confirmed that Anya has actually done her cruciate so that's a huge blow to yourselves going in for uh, the remainder of the season 
Yes, look, I suppose it's, it's just uh, very bad luck, you know. It's incredible, really, that two sisters would do the cruciate within a couple of months of each other. You know, Kellyanne has only had her operation about three weeks, so Kellyanne had to have two operations, you know. She did such a bad job on it, so Aoife having hers in the, the start of July, you know, and the two of them have to go to the rehab together. And, it's you know, it's, it's very sad and it's very disappointing. And, you know, them two girls, I think anyone that knows them, they just put so much into it and they absolutely live for Camogie, you know. They've mother and father as well at every single match and you know it's just devastating for them that they're gone you know the Aoife there for the last couple of months has put in a huge effort you know I suppose she was trying to maybe drive it on for Kellyanne and you know she really found a good bit of form in her new position on the half forward line and you know she was starting to get a few goals every match and stuff like that so look she's a huge loss and you know Kellyanne's a huge loss and obviously we lost a lot of girls experience from last year but look suppose we can't make excuses we just have to keep going on and it's up to the new girls there now I suppose we're calling new girls what they've been playing the last few matches and you know, in fairness, there is fair stepping up um, every time we go out into the pitch and look, wherever we have, we just have to make sure we try and perform the best as we can. We'd love to have the girls available, but unfortunately, they're not here at the moment and, um, you know, we just have to try and do everything we can to, to you know, try to be successful without them, I suppose. Yeah, I think I said on you when, in fact, it should have been Aoife that I did Aoife, say. Yeah. Was, uh, I suppose the only comfort that's in it is the two girls are there. Kellyanne has been there before through it. She knows the process and the rehabilitation that has to go through it. I suppose with the tube and being there in the same family as well that they kind of have one another to lean on and that bit of support that's there that you're not doing it alone which in a way if anything good to come out of it is that fact that you're not going the long hard road on your own that you have someone travelling is with you yeah, look, I suppose that's probably is a positive, all right. Um, unfortunately, if anyone knows how to come back from a cruciate injury, it's Kellyanne. You know, she's going through it for the third time now, which is, you know, a terrible thing to say for someone 23 years of age. Um, she was just slagging last week that Aoife, that she was going to be driving her on and telling her what to do and Aoife's going to have to listen to her. So, look, again, she has a lot of experience of, of how to get back. Um, the last time Kellyanne did it, as you know, in 2020, she was back for an All-Ireland final after an operation eight months later, So, which, is, which really is unheard of, you know, and that was the kind of dedication she put into it so look as far as both of them they have each other there you know they're very close they're very close sisters so they have each other and look hopefully they'll return back to play um, and be, you know have good careers in the future as well Yeah I suppose focus now at, at, attention moves towards the Offaly game I should say um, the last time that you met one another was in Bor. Um we know how that went you kind of went to town on them early on came away with a, a comprehensive victory but do you think that it's going to be the, the same kind of a game when Offaly come to town in a fortnight's time? You know, every game is different. Um, I remember being involved my first year. We we had awfully twice in the league, and then in the Leinster final, and we had very convincing wins. And in the third game in, in Nolan Park, we played them. And you know, I think Unbar and and Dalton getting two goals. Um, started second half. I think we were really under the cost that day. So look again, we just can't take anyone for granted. We said already, obviously, are fighting for their lives. You know, they're off the other side of the table. They could easily win the game with Limerick yesterday, but they, you know, they didn't come out on top. So look, we just have to be ready, get ourselves ready. It's all about ourselves. You know, and make sure that um, we perform to the best of our ability, and you know, hopefully, we can get get through that game, and then look forward to the goal one. Well, it certainly is, and I'm sure that you're going to put out a rallying cry as well for as many spectators as possible to get to the Kilkenny venue as I will say at the minute on the 25th to support the girls um, against Offaly and one that you will be looking forward to but so far Brian looking good three games played three uh, wins you must be happy enough though with the start for the championship 
Oh, yes, look, I suppose, yeah, first of all, you know, hopefully we get a few people at the match, you know, say the last day was good and we'd like to see a few more there the next day, hopefully, you know, hopefully it's not clashing with any matches or anything like that, I don't think it is, so look, the more that's there, the better these girls are putting in a huge effort all the time, so I think that they deserve support from, from people in Kilkenny, you know, and look, we're happy with the with the start, I suppose, starting, it was all about just trying to get the victories and stuff like that, you know, when we look at the fixture list and we had down away and Antrim away, you know, it was always going to be tricky, you know, a lot of travelling there and, you know, especially after the had a good run in Leinster after had three matches as well in a row so look we're happy enough um, suppose the folks don't pick up any more injuries and you know I suppose we have to keep it going now and, and drive it on for the next couple of weeks so look it's great um, it's summertime we're hurling um, so far we've been winning games so we're, we're happy how it's going Yeah exactly and happy is dead Royce well thanks very much for joining us as always Brian and giving up your time it's been a pleasure uh, we look forward to the Offaly game in a fortnight's time and sure we will see you then Okay, thanks, Martin. Perfect. Good man, Brian. That was okay. Brian Dowling, of course, the senior manager, joining us on the phone line. And Anya and Paula is joining me here in studio. So I'm going to push a couple of buttons here and bring in the two women with us. A good victory overall, as you probably heard me saying too, Brian, there three victories from three. If you want to go into uh, a start of a campaign, Anya, that's where you want to be look at your games joint top of the table Galway is only there at the minute with a difference uh, on score because of their uh, humongous score I suppose they put up against Down um, at the weekend but if you're Brian Dowling you're happy enough yeah, certainly is. I suppose, you know, as he said, the aim is to go out and take every game as I can and get as many victories as possible. And, you know, they're certainly on the, the right track there now at the moment. And, you know, they've got three wins under their belt and they're sitting happy there. And, you know, it is only the score difference that is that is um, differentiating between themselves and Galway. You know, there's no reason as to why he shouldn't be happy. Of course, you know, the injuries, you know, especially to Aoife Doyle, that's obviously going to be a massive blow. But, you know, as he said himself, there are plenty of guards on the panel there that are just as willing and able to come in there and you know girls that were that are literally fighting for that jersey day in day out they're going to be given an opportunity now over the next couple of weeks um, I suppose you know the focus will turn to the Offaly match in two weeks time but you know and we've been saying it all along you know deep down in the back of their heads it is going to be the main focus is going to be the Galway game and you know that's going to be really the game that you either finish first or you finish second in the group and I think for Kilkenny just with the way I suppose injuries they're probably going to be aiming to get top of the table there so it gives them that little bit of extra to extra bit of time so that they can get as much rehab into players or whatever the case may be and that the fact that because there is going to be players missing you know for the foreseeing that they'll be able to kind of maybe start up a new game plan and get girls very much familiar with the positions that they'll need to be playing in now I think Kilkenny can be very very happy you know they've, they're doing just enough uh, you know in the in the championship so far and you know they are raking up a good few scores as yeah. well and good to see that it's a wide range of scores as mm-hmm. well that we're not always depending on the same players day in day out to be doing that so yeah really good to see really good work from Kilkenny so far and you know I suppose it's not really unexpected either you know we, we've we always had very high expectations of Kilkenny as we would because of the Camogie team that they are but so yeah it's really good you know it's, it's a good start to the championship as well and you know looking forward to the next two games it's hard to believe that we're literally near we're two games away from knockout championship yeah, at this crazy. stage it's crazy like it's mm-hmm. hard this is our 20th episode like and we're nearly down to quarter final 
final stages already mm. of the championship and we're only not even near the middle of June at the minute um, I suppose you did call it you did say that Kilkenny would win it but you did say that Antrim would put up a good fight against them as well and to be fair they did now mm-hmm. it was probably helped a small little bit with Kilkenny being reduced down to the 14 players um, as well because Antrim they're a strong team they never gave up and they're sitting nice and pretty third place in the table at the minute on four points and putting themselves in pole position at the minute to take that third spot and get to a quarter final Yeah which you know for Antrim what an achievement that would be to win an intermediate All-Ireland final last year and to turn around and qualify for you know potentially qualify for an All-Ireland quarter and senior All-Ireland quarter final this year you know that's a serious reckoning mm-hmm. and I suppose Antrim have been doing so well in the championship this year you know they've played three games okay yes they've lost one they've drew one and they've won one but they're still managing to pull up really really good performances so yeah really good to see that from Antrim and you know what it's nice to see a new team especially a team that are just after coming up from intermediate to be able to play with the big girls you know at the top level as well and it it shows that you know the level between intermediate and senior even though yes there is a massive step the girls that are the teams that are actually coming up from the year previous they're well able to stick into it and so it's really good to see from Antrim and it's nice to see as I said a different team coming through as well which we have been advocating yeah. an awful long time on this podcast that we want to see other teams coming along which is great and Antrim certainly have done it so yeah if you're a Kilkenny point of view it is a good start for Kilkenny um, Galway on the other hand then as well as I said sitting pretty on top of the table with a plus 48 score and difference 323 to six point victory over mm-hmm. down. Uh, you called that one to be fair as well. Uh, Galway being at home and they're tough on their home ground. Let's yeah. be fair with it. But that's a huge score to be raking up. That's a massive score and really disappointing for down. Like, you know. I suppose for me it was always going to be nip and tuck for a third place position between Down and Antrim um, and I just think that score has really after putting Down down if that makes sense um, you know I don't it's definitely not an unexpected result for Galway but I definitely didn't see a score margin that big in that game if I'm being honest but to be fair to Down the only good thing about it at the minute is they still have two games as well Um, their last game is against Offaly on the 2nd of July which is going to be a huge one Mm -hmm. for them because the next game that we are going to talk about as well was Limerick and Offaly and currently as the table stood last weekend it was a six pointer and Limerick did come away with the victory and in fairness you did call it as well Uh, 11 points to Limerick 9 points to Offaly that puts Offaly in relegation trouble currently as it stands at the table but for John Lillis and the Limerick team they will be absolutely delighted with that victory Yeah they certainly will and why won't they I suppose you know for themselves their their game against Down their game against Down is going to be all to play for I suppose you know if you're kind of looking at scores and performances you're kind of saying the ball is really in Down's court whether they're going to push on and prevail and if they're going to kind of you know nab that third place position from Antrim there at the moment um, you know anything could happen but I suppose for Limerick the Limerick and Offaly game it's a massive result for Limerick um, Offaly I think would be extremely disappointed I know I just read a, a couple of clips there from the from the match there today and Susan Erner was just not happy at all with some of the officiating that went on in, in the game and you know I suppose John Linnis on the other side he didn't care he was after getting out of there he was after getting the win for his team and you know a very very young Limerick team as well what we have to kind of you know be be aware of and you know we've spoke really much about Limerick being in a lot of transition this yep. year and, you know they're, they're doing well for themselves like okay you know I suppose they've they've had two losses but like I don't think anybody ever thought that they'd probably make it to a quarter final I suppose there's still hope though there's for, still them. Hope yeah. for them but I think you know the main thing is now that they have more or less 
avoided relegation at this stage. Yeah, well, with the way things are going, uh, wins for Limerick, wins for Galway and wins for Kilkenny leaves Galway sitting on top of the table with nine points with three games played. Kilkenny, nine points with three games played. Antrim with four points with three games played. Limerick then in four place with three points uh, down with a point and Offaly, after their three games, left at the bottom of the table with no wins currently. So, it was only Group 2 games was last weekend. It is Group 1 games are down for decision this weekend and the first one on the table is Clare and Dublin. So, I'm going to bring Paula in on this as well. So, Paula, I'll start with you tonight. How do you see that one going? <laughs> I'm taking a deep breath here, a deep pause. Do you know what, lads? Clare, I think, have been very much underestimated. I just think they're coming together. Um, I was talking to a person from Clare who happened to be at the intermediate match and um, they just felt that that, that they're, they have the players there but they're just not pulling. They're not pulling together. They haven't clicked. They have the talent there but it hasn't clicked yet. So, um, and then again, Dublin got a great result. Like, I mean, they're caught, it seems to be improving mm-hmm. but still... God, I, I, I just have an inkling that it, it like I mean, it's down in Clare, Dublin are travelling all the way down there. We were down there with the miners this year. It's a different climate down there, a different different continent nearly in one way. Um, well, Wexford travelled to Six Mile Bridge the last day they played because they play a lot of their championship matches. If they can't get Ennis, it is Six Mile Bridge as well. We said the same thing kind of though, the last day against uh, Wexford. Um, you know, we thought the Clare would do it and Wexford went down and pipped him uh, at the post uh, in that game as well so can Dublin do the same again? I'm going to go with Clare I just have a feeling I like I mean after being pipped by Wexford you just have a feeling that's a long journey down I wouldn't be surprised if Dublin did win it but I just think that Clare do not want to be where they are right now Anya? I think Dublin are going to do it um, I think yeah. Dublin yeah, yeah, are yeah. definitely <laughs> I think Dublin are definitely um I think you know and I suppose Paula kind of spoke about it after the Leinster final they definitely learned an awful lot from the Kilkenny game a massive amount and I think that Dublin I think Dublin are kind of you know I think they're going to qualify they're going to come out they're going to get to a quarter final anyway I think and I think Dublin are definitely going to be looking towards this clear game as a way of making sure that you know that is the position that they're going to be in I don't think it's going to be a massive scoreline of a game but I would be expecting Dublin to come out without a victory Yeah well they're sitting nicely at the table at the minute currently in third spot on that one uh, But I'm just saying all the pressure will be on Dublin to mm-hmm. get a result here Yeah and I wouldn't be surprised if Dublin do win it but going down to Clare into their own back garden it'll be it'll be a tough game it's not going like I mean they learned their win there well, you're after pinning your colours to yeah, the I'm mass now Clare, and you're going with Clare, Clare and yeah, Anya's yeah. going with Dublin. But I'm just so. saying, I wouldn't be surprised if Dublin do with it, but they'll, it'll be hard fought. I'm just telling it, you. It's going to be interesting next week to see who's going to be right there. Although, in fairness to you, you've caught a couple of tight games lately involving Kerry and Waterford as well. So, you know, you're catching up now. So you are. Uh, Waterford and Cork, ladies, is the next one. Let's go. Who will I start with first? Anya, I start with you this time. 
I let's I think to be fair, like it's going to be a cork victory here. Now in saying that, Washford, you know, their performances have been, you know, they, they seem to be kind of slowly getting to grips with the championship as well. And, you know, every game that they played, they're getting better and better and they are improving. But you would have to imagine that Cork are, you know, Cork are to me are clear favourites to, you know, to come top of the group there. And I can't see anybody kind of getting in their way in the group stages here. So I would be expecting a Paul cork is victory. Nodding you would, you'd have to, yeah. you'd expect cork, but yeah. again, it's in Washford. The other thing is, is that Washford, I'd say it's more about the performance they want to win of course mm-hmm. but it's a good performance and I think they'll learn from whatever happens in that match they're, they're, they seem to be learning from every match they play and improving um, like but at the top of the table clash as yeah, well because is. Cork is on top Waterford is currently in second spot only three points behind so it depends on the mentality of Cork if Cork go oh, they're a little bit off, off form or if they're napping a little bit no better than anybody than the day should actually pounce on that but you'd have to go for Cork like, I mean, right pin the colours you're, Cork, go, you're yeah. going for yep. Cork as well right so both of you are going for it I have a lot of clicking going on in case anyone is wondering it's my little highlighters here because I always highlight the uh, selections that the two women bring with us the next one then is a meeting of Wexford and Tipperary it's a home game for Wexford Paul I'm going to start with you on this one Wexford straight off the bat just mm. like that yeah oh Wexford. you're nodding in agreement yeah Wexford definitely Wexford wow no kickback from Tip on you no no they're just they have really disappointed me like they've really disappointed me throughout the championship this year and from I a team that you had pipped to come out of the group in I, that one like I'm not going to lie I genuinely thought Tipperary would be serious All-Ireland all contenders this year I thought you know that they've learned so much over the last couple of years and they're just improving constantly but they've really just you know I, I I just can't see any way back from them this year. I just think that they have, they've just completely fallen apart and, and it's disappointing. It really, really is because they would have been so good at minor level and, you know, they've worked really hard and I know Bill Milani has put so much work into them, but it's just, it's really, really disappointing from a, a tip perspective. I would be expecting experts to definitely come out of that with a victory. That's a big, that's a big change from what you mm, had at the start. Yeah. Now, I would have pipped Tipperary as being the And four. the thing is, lads, players don't automatically become bad players no no. that's the thing like I mean in everything we're saying it's not that they are they have good players there but whatever they're just not coming together they're not coming together as a cohesive unit and there's certain girls that are something is not clicking something is clicking and it could be just a a sort of a psychological barrier maybe they're putting too much pressure on themselves after such a good run out last year and Mm -hmm. we're sort of saying they were going to push on so maybe that could be it and maybe like we're saying Wexford you'd have to go for Wexford at the moment on form but again you never know with Tipperary they could which team is going to turn up yeah. one day and you'd be hoping that they would for their own sakes and for Camogie as a whole you yeah. need to have more stronger teams and Tipperary their tails are up at the moment like they're clearly disappointed like any team would be with the performances they're after putting in so like they're probably going out with this attitude like we can throw everything at it we have absolutely nothing to lose let's go for it but I don't know I just I just I can't see it I just don't think I think the way Wexford are kind of slowly but surely coming into the championship I, I couldn't see anybody I don't think it'll be by a massive margin I think it will be close um, but you'd have to go for Wexford in it Yeah they're still fighting away because yeah. they have a possibility of getting to a quarter final again that spot with Dublin is up for grabs there currently depending on the results at the weekend but in group one in the Glen Dimplex All-Ireland Championship it is Cork sitting on top after three games nine points 
Waterford with three games played and they have six points. Dublin then in the current uh, quarterfinal spot, they're in third place with four points after three played. Wexford are in fourth spot with three points after three. Then Tipperary with two points after three and Clare with one sitting at the bottom of the table. And if results keep going the way they are... If all these both predictions come true, that last match, Wexford-Dublin, could be very interesting. Mm -hmm. Very, very... It could be interesting between Clare and Offaly if both of them end up in the bottom of the table too for the relegation final. Yeah, there's a couple of, like, you know, I suppose you could kind of say maybe to in in like previous years that, you know, the championship and, you know, the top three in each group was kind of nearly done and dusted now at this stage. But I think because a couple of draws that we had seen probably pre in the earlier stages of the championship and just the way things have panned out this year, it's literally going to come down to the final day as to who's going to be in the top three and who's going to be in relegation because it is quite close. Now I know we have the likes of the Corks, Galways and Kilkenny's that are way ahead of the pack but like there's a chase and pack there and it's there like there's seven or eight there teams is, yes, in yeah. that like so you know it'll be Which is nice to see. to see. Yeah, absolutely. So you know when it comes to quarterfinal spots it's up for grabs by anybody there at the minute mm-hmm. um, and as you said it will be very nice to see Antrim a different name altogether in the mix heading in for the quarterfinals. Quarterfinals of course this year is going to be played as part of a double header in FBD Semple Stadium on the 16th of June July with the semi-finals then the week after on the 23rd of July both of them in Crow Park uh, which would be fantastic for uh, anyone to get there so yeah that uh, completes the senior uh, round of games moving on then to (coughs) the intermediate games that we had at the weekend and I just get my little notes here Uh, so the weekend of the 11th and the 12th we had five games played because Leash and Galway had actually previously played back in May so we are going to start off because yourself and Paula called this one uh, with Kerry and Dublin and Kerry did come away with the victory albeit by one point but it doesn't matter a point is still a win 11 points to 1-7 over Dublin give me your take on it <laughs> uh, well, I, I look fair play to Dublin. I didn't think they would be as tight as that. I thought Kerry beat them by about like four or five points was in my head. Really? Yeah, just had a feeling. Okay. Just, just won by that. But like, I mean, fair play to Dublin. They went down. Um, obviously, it must be a very tight game, like one seven to eleven points. So there was nothing in it. But um, Kerry are making a bit of headway down there slowly but surely. So you just it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the games pan out. And I think like they're putting themselves in a really good position to qualify out of the group as well there. So, you know, and that'd be a massive achievement for Kerry Camogie too at intermediate level. I suppose they won the junior Camogie All-Ireland a couple of years back. So they have been at intermediate, you know, the last couple of years and, you know, doing what they can do. So, you know, I suppose to take that one step further would be absolutely brilliant for them. And, you know, they've, you know, they've had to, they've had to produce some really good performances and they've had to come up with some really good teams as well. So to be able to, to perform like that, you know, it's been really good for them. So yeah, it's got a great result there for Kerry. Well, it is because they have three players they have three wins they're yep. sitting joint second in the table on nine points along with uh, Galway at the minute as well as we said Galway didn't have a game uh, this weekend so I mean, they're, you, they're not used to meet until the last round mm. anyway so yeah, if you, it could if you, be a lost yeah. leader they're both going to like, qualify to be fair I wouldn't like to be coming up against Kerry in an no. Ireland quarter final or Long Ireland semi-final because and this is absolutely no disrespect I think everybody would write them off straight away like I do and I, I really don't mean to be 
critical but I do think opposing teams would probably write, the, write them off because they don't have this so-called camogie name you know yeah. like the like all the other counties like a lot of the other counties a bit like so, the horrors of the yeah, weekend as well you yeah. know like and I do think I do think they I think they could be very very tough opponents in an All-Ireland quarter final or a semi-final for anybody Well they're well drilled yeah. they're well coached they have some lovely players on it as you said um, there's a, a team that's down in Kerry that's gone off the top of my head but you've mentioned it before Mars, yeah mm. that a lot of the teams mm. are coming and they've won All-Ireland club finals yeah. as well so yeah, yeah I, I, I'd be writing Kerry off uh, at anyone's peril like I wouldn't be liking to meet them in a quarter final anyway No and the advantage that I suppose Kerry have compared to a lot of the other teams is the majority of the team are from the Clan Morris Club so they're playing with each other at club level and at inter-county level so they literally know each other inside out yeah. upside down plus the fact that you know it is their first team so they don't have to you know be worried about players coming here there everywhere so they've literally built a unit over the last couple of years that there's no player kind of dwindling off you know so it, it's very much a unit that has been established over the last couple of years so yeah it wouldn't be and they have I nice would, girls coming up because yeah. they actually saw their minor team playing um, Armat was earlier on in the year as well and they put up a very good show mm-hmm. as well that day they had some impressive hurlers so you know there is talent coming up behind yeah. that group as well to be and honest, all that catchment area that they're all coming from you've got Clan Morris then you've got it's sort of Tralee North Kerry area where the traditional Kerry hurling stronghold would be um, and there I mean if you go anywhere down there as a muffin down there like if you're in that part of the country it's not football they're talking about it's hurling mm-hmm. and it's it's they're so engrossed in it like I mean it's, it's unbelievable but again it's nice to see the likes of Kerry and them coming through the junior ranks and putting it in at intermediate you know and being up at the top of the table and you know pushing hard for mm-hmm. quarterfinal spots maybe a semi-final spot who knows and it's great to see a new name coming up there Yeah great to see and it, like if I'm honest I definitely think I underestimated their chances of qualifying and coming out of the group I didn't I don't think I had them I don't in, think I would have now yeah, to be fair I, either I definitely like. don't think I had them in my group of course Paul <coughs> the, king, Sorry, the <laughs> kingdom warrior here <laughs> um, I'm just going through the, the panel there for the, the, the match at the weekend so you've got Causeway Clan Morris um, Tralee Parnells Tralee Maloney and Killard so that's five where clubs. five, five clubs, clubs are to come from majority are Clan Morris yeah. and Causeway in between the two of them mm. but like I mean there's a there's club after starting up in Killarney as well so like I mean they're, they're, they're working down there that's what you want to see you want to yeah. see more more counties getting more development and bringing time. teams forward and the whole lot. So yeah, well done, Kerry. Great work. Keep it up because Paul is certainly fighting uh, <laughs> up here. I don't know how it's going to go though if Kilkenny and Kerry meet in the quarter final. Like how you're going to call that one? And I hope it's in Freshford as well. <laughs> There'd be a real divide then in the house. <laughs> I'd say now, in all honesty, I wouldn't mind once it's a good game. That's the important thing. You know? Well, it certainly could be. Moving on then to the second game in uh, Group 1. That was Westmeath and Carlo at the weekend. Now, we spoke about this. There is lots and lots of talent in Carlo, and we're neighbours and we want Carlo teams to do well. Uh, but unfortunately, it was another loss again to Westmeath at the weekend. 216 to 8 points which leaves Carlo rooted uh, at the bottom of the table on scoring difference um, only to leash up ahead of them uh, no wins from either game each oh what's to say about poor Carlo good win for Westmeath but not so good for Carlo I just can't understand they have the Camogie players there there's no point in saying there's not Camogie players there so you'd love to see them 
pull it together because there would be a great tradition. You're going back to like of Nula Quirk, Valerie Cream, like they were stalwarts mm. going back o- over the years. So you'd love to see that progress on and see girls. But I suppose it's to get that after having done well a couple of years ago, it's to get you after that, there's either you either bounce forwards or bounce back yeah. and there's no bounce forward on it. So I just I'm just I am actually very surprised that they mm. haven't kicked on from there. But there's, yeah. I don't know. I just maybe there's other sports coming into play. I don't know. You know, that's that's the other thing that, like, I mean, once you get to a certain age, it's it's mm-hmm. a big commitment to be involved in any county team. So that's the other thing as well. Like Carlo's Carlo Ladies Gaelic football has kind of taken off over the last couple of years, so that could have a lot got to impact on as well. Considering Carlo is a small county, like realistically, and it's very hard. Like we see in Kilkenny, okay, we're not predominantly football, but if football was to start come to the fore we would probably end up losing a couple of girls Mm -hmm. you know due to it as well like and I suppose for a county where it's not where it's not such a big county you know they probably have lost a couple of girls through the football but I am like I'm really really worried about Carla Camogie right now and I hate to say it but I think they will be relegated this year The Uh, next game is huge for them Um, it is Carlo versus Leash you know, the winner of that could potentially stay up in the intermediate grade uh, for 2023. I'm wondering, is it the fact that Carlo has become so much bigger population wise, as in you have a lot of people that commute from Carlo, you have that drain of people travelling up and down, kids not necessarily having, our parents not having the time to bring kids to go to trainings, to do this, that and the other. Like we, uh, like if you take, for example, a lot of the clubs in Kilkenny are rural clubs. Right, the focus of the area is the GA pitch. If you want to meet anybody, you go to the GA pitch. If you want to do that, and you go to the GA pitch, it is more than just a, a, a training ground. Right, that's the focal point of it. But it's also a social outlet. Whereas when you have larger areas, and maybe that's the same problem with Dublin, because you've got that larger area, there's a lot more things that put a pull on players. Mm. So I'm wondering, is that one way we, we give out, you know, saying, like you're saying, God, they should have loads of players. But it's probably harder to attract them because you don't have that community network of trying to pull people into play. That's the other thing that I'm just thinking. I, mean, I don't know, but if you look at the results, even at the underage going back this year, like they haven't been great either. So, I mean, maybe they look to start at the bottom again mm-hmm. at the development age. But that's what I'm saying. You know yourself, you buy, get people buying in at a young yeah. age. And keep them playing. Like I know I'm, I'm like a broke record at this stage. But if you get them involved and get them invested in the club and feel part of it, that's when you keep them playing. Do you know where I come from? I, I do, playing? yeah. I mean, we had the highs of 2016. <clears throat> I mean, the two Kilkenny teams and the Carlo team winning all three finals in Crow Park. Great occasion for everyone. Everyone delighted. We thought, brilliant, Carlo is going to push on a yeah. small little bit. You know, no ba- There was no bounce forward no. on it at all, no. If Which anything, is, it kind of had a different okay, effect we, on we've it. Done this now, that's it. Yeah, it's like we've done this and now what? what's next, you know. But you have to start planning forward. That's the key thing with the guard to it all. Yeah, and as you say, planning always starts at the bottom first, under 13s, under mm. 14s. Ah, look, you're, you're talking about under 6s and under 8s, Martin, in all honesty. That's, that's what yeah, I'm talking no, about. Yeah, no, but you're, you're going back to club level then on but that you, you to have try to, and deal Yeah, with but it. you're going to have to get, I mean, at a club level first and then progress on from there. Because, like, I mean, I am, I was at a Blitz on Saturday morning and it was under 8s. And you know the norm you go to Blitz, you know all the faces? I knew none of them. I yeah. felt so old. <laughs> like, you know, like, that's actually funny because I went over to that Blitz as well and Tullerone were playing and I was like don't, don't know half these people at all didn't know and half. you are a Tullerone lady you know, like, and, yeah. and like you know and I would have you know I would have played for Erlingford and went to school in Erlingford and like they were playing Emeralds and I was like 
yeah, still don't know half these people don't didn't know their parents because there was loads of parents saying, you know, like, you know, you'd know the parents' heads like and I was like, Yeah, no, I know nobody here. There's so many people like that are just involved. It's like it's great to see. Like. It's great. Like the, 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 it was great because there were six teams there, or whatever. It was mm. madness. But it was just, it's just that there's there's such a buy-in from those clubs. You yeah. could see all. Like I mean, there's a crowd there. Nave Breed. I have to give him a shout out. The parents. Yeah. They were brilliant on the sideline. Oh my god, the positivity. Well done. You missed it. So that's the kind of thing that Carlo need to start. Like. I know the goal games I set up. I've always said this. One thing we get right here in Kilkenny is the goal game set up for underage children. And the reason being is that it's planned out. So parents know these are the dates of our blitzes moving forward for this month, this month, this month. And they try, and a lot of them do, okay, if they're gone on holidays, they're gone. But a lot of them try and jiggle things around it so they can plan ahead. And that's brilliant rather than having a go game here and a go game there and and you're running around the country for sport. Mm -hmm. Mm. Because most parents at the moment, they have two if not three kids and they're going left right and centre so that works really well and you have them all there together concentrate and there's a great sort of festival feel to it there's a great atmosphere that's what I think if Carlos start getting their go games together and doing things like that and getting as much people invested and involved that's when Carlo and it mightn't happen it's not going to happen today or tomorrow but 10 years down the line mm. they'll have girls that are 16 that are 17, 18, 19 years old and they're going to push on and stay playing come on. Yeah nothing happens overnight it no. takes time to build it up as we know I mean we have been barren in this county with under 16 level like since what 2008 I think was the last time we won an under 16 title now you know hopes are high this year maybe mm-hmm. that they might go and do it but it's a long time um, especially for us you know when you look at Carlo as well with the success coming up it's a sparse as well like they get a good team coming every couple of years but it's not progressing then up to the senior level for them to push on at the intermediate grade and try to get up senior like and I suppose the question there is it because one club has maybe like dominated dominated the, yeah. the dominated Carla Camogue scene for so long like Michael have won how many in a row 21 or 22 I think in a row which is absolutely scandalous like oh, I, I just want one like you know and these girls have you know I think I remember actually playing I remember actually playing Michael one, one year and it was actually so funny Nuala Quirk was playing and her daughter Kira was playing and they have another daughter Neve. yes and I think it was like um, full back I think Neve was full back I think Kira could have been full forward and I think Nuala could have been full forward. Co- yeah yeah. And I think that Nula could have been like corner forge. And I was like, you know, this is like, like these people are winning just constantly year in, year out. Like, and you know, it's obviously, it's great to see, but well, I do think brilliant. a lot of their death. It's brilliant demise. that they're doing it. Yeah. It's brilliant. But other clubs need to step up to the mantle. Yeah. And and it's 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 not running Michael down fair play to him. That's no like, no no no. We were in the yeah, same. No, we were no, in the ex- give anything yeah. to be it. Yeah, we <laughs> no. were in the same position. That's yeah. the exact same thing. But you have to go back. You need to go back to building blocks. And, mm-hmm. and the other clubs have to sort of step up to the market and say, right. I just want to say it. that. Yeah, I mean, Michael yeah. can only beat what's in front of them. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's the very same but in it's the Waterford. I think Bally McCarberry is what forty something in a row in football. Yeah. Like you yeah. know, I mean, two rounds. If if you're playing football in a county or you're playing Camogie or Harlan or whatever in a county or a club is just going out every year and the winning yeah. county title like someone has to say something along the line Stand well up. you know we have to do something different this year or we have to put ourselves out there and push on a small bit harder and try and beat them and get them off the perch and the whole lot and if yeah. clubs don't do that well then Michael is going to keep winning yeah. into their 40s Bally McCarberry is still going to keep winning into their 60s like so you know other clubs have to step up to the mantle at some stage but it's exactly when St Paul's was here in Kilkenny 
we would have had the same thing as yeah. well. And I can say the same. We probably had a stint with St. Lactans with Brave. And actually, just there, there are two teams because going down through the Bible, you can actually see it at St. Paul's. One played St. Paul's two in a couple of county finals. Like, you know? <laughs> and, like, that, and that was at senior yeah, level at that yeah. stage. But, but that maybe reflects more on the attitude of players as well is that in Michael and I don't, it's that, that, drive to win that commitment it's about taking going the hard yards and putting in the hard work to take it on to the next level so other clubs then have to adopt not as that mentality to get people invested and then getting them mm-hmm. to put in the hard yards and push on, well, push on. Talking about the next level we have to talk about the Group 1 games. There's no Group 2 games next weekend. It is only Group 1. So as we said earlier that all important clash between Carlo and Leash. Really this is going to be the tie to determine who kind of stays up and who is in relegation trouble um, for the for next year so I'm going to ask you to pin your colours to the mast on this one who's going to come out of it I'm going with Leash yeah same yeah and I know that's a terrible thing to say like because you do obviously like I suppose Leash are our neighbours as well like and I'd love to see Carlos succeed in it but I, 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 I genuinely I can't see it I think Leash will come out victory in that and it, probably it's the conceding of scores is, that's, yeah. is the worrying factor from for, for a Carlo perspective like they've conceded 732 so far Leash have conceded 349 yeah so that's where like on that nearly alone, a 30 point gap in the difference mm. there but then again like as I always say it's on the day. You'd love to see Carla turn o- turn him over, but looking at the way the stats so far and what has happened so far, you'd have to go at leash. Okay. Kerry then, as we gave him the plaudits earlier on, they're up against Westmeath. It's another home game for Kerry and we know what they have done in their home games already. So Paula, being the half Kerry person that you are, I'm going to give you the choice of who's going to be our... The, the accolade of who's going to win this game first. <sighs> Do you know what, lads? I think this one could be even. I have a sneaky suspicion Westmeath could, could, could turn them over. Just have a little bit of a suspicion. She's changing her colour. <laughs> I'm not changing. I'm not changing my colours, but it's just. It's. I. I just. I'm going to go with Kerry. I will go with Kerry, but Westmeath. And now here, you just said a minute ago I, that you think I that Westmeath was I going said to do I it. have a sneaking suspicion that they could turn him over. I didn't say they were going to. So who is going to turn it then? Is it going I to go be Kerry? Kerry. You're go- Kerry. Right, I you're go going for Kerry. for Kerry. Yeah. God, that took a long time to come around that I'm one. I'm just saying, the amount of work that's been done in Westmeath at the moment, lads, is is phenomenal. And they're, they're doing a lot of work with players up there. So that's why I'm saying if they can keep players playing for their sake, you'd love to see them push on. And like because there is a very there's a lot of strongholds up there um, around Kilmeny. Well, they're pushing for a quarter final spot as well this year. They still are in third spot in the table currently at the minute, three points ahead of Dublin, only three points behind Kerry and Galway as well. So. You know, they are pushing on you. How do you see it? Yeah, I'm going to go with Kerry as well, just in the form that they're in at the Jesus, moment. Jesus, I'm getting worried the, uh, when the two is agreeing with one <laughs> the another. The only thing is, look at the scoring uh, differences. In Westmeath, they're getting six... six 640 they have yeah they're able to get the goals mm-hmm. Kerry have only scored two goals yeah and even against Dublin it was what one but they're seven. scoring points they're scoring points yeah. like I mean if Kerry could find uh, or have a player that was able or maybe they're just not getting the chances because I haven't seen them play but like I mean if they're able to convert those chances and get some goals like I mean, we saw at the weekend of a match of another team had gotten loads of goals and could have had a different result. So, like, I mean, I'm just saying, if we can get goals, <laughs> we're going goals. to come up on that one shortly. Yeah. Uh, I suppose moving on, then Dublin and Galway uh, is the last game in Group One at the weekend. 
I see both of you looking over and kind of nodding at one another. Do we only see one team in this one? Yeah. Sure, let's just, you'd have to go for Galway. Mm-hmm. You would. You'd be crazy not to, let's be fair. Like, you would. I just... She looks over at me thinking I'm crazy. No, I'm not going to go with that one now. <laughs> No, to be fair, no. like, I think Galway are, you know, I, I think Galway are kind of putting themselves down as to be, like, the ones to beat in the championship so far this year. Uh, and I think, you know, I think they're just cruising along nicely there. And, you know, everything seems to be going going so well for Galway at the moment at senior, intermediate, minor level. Everything is just doing so well for them. And I, you couldn't look past the Galway victory there. I'm going to check and see if there's a full moon tonight because the three have agreed or the two he has agreed on almost all them tonight so yeah certainly worrying times ahead for me when they're agreeing uh, moving on to group two games then at the weekend I'm going to leave the Kilkenny and Derry game until last so Kildare and Wexford at the weekend um, having a look at it uh, Anya you went for Wexford in this one and I don't know whether the Kildare boys were listening or not but they pulled it out of the bag and came away with a victory 14 points to 1-6 yeah no I must have been uh, must have ruffled a few feathers there at that stage I'm uh, I'm not going to lie I'm a bit surprised with that with that result um, I thought after Wexford having such a good victory the, the weekend previous I, I really thought that they would have pushed on there um, pushed on in that match um, it's no disrespect to Kildare I just <coughs> don't know if I don't. I just don't think they're strong enough to be. To be honest with you, um, and I, yeah, it's a surprising result for me. If I'm honest, it's going to call it out. Spade a spade. I'm. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> can, can we record that? We, we have that on record now. So yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I, look, I, you, I, you, you don't want to be going on the. Uh, if you're looking at the fixtures, the, the matches played previously. Uh, um, and unless like I mean you'd have to go with that you would automatically presume Wexford after having the win um, the previous week uh, against Meath you'd be thinking especially you know. as that was a big scalp in fairness for um, for Meath so yeah it's a good win for Kildare though in fairness yeah, too you know and it's nice to see them doing well um, there and pushing um, it wasn't so long ago that they were in the All-Ireland final um, it's probably when you look at it it's probably seven years ago now in 2015 against Waterford yeah, if I'm not mistaken I the Waterford won that one from our Rangers was a member of yeah. that panel yeah, yeah was she I'm captain not, she could have been that day yeah but it definitely was 2015 yeah, I think yeah it was before it was before Kilkenny won the intermediate and senior anyways the year or two previous no no, yeah it would have been 15 because 14 15, Limerick, yeah because Waterford was after winning it yeah yeah so, so yeah. yeah no it is it's great to see Kildare winning that one Um, I suppose the big shock in group uh, group 2 at the minute is the fact that Meath are bottom of the table mm-hmm. um, after Cork came away with a victory now we see Cork playing the week previous against us we know that they're a very well drilled and coached team as well and can get their scores and they did one uh, twelve to 11 points victory over Meath to sit them nicely at the top of the table with three wins from three yeah, um, another good result for Cork there. Um, obviously disappointing for Mead. I suppose the more you kind of look at look back at it, have we this kind of this picture of how Mead Camogie is? Because I suppose they've been competing and they've been there thereabouts at intermediate level the last couple of years, and you know they they went up senior they kind of came down just as fast as they went back up and I spoke to someone who was involved with the intermediate setup over the weekend and they were kind of like. 
they are not a they're not a great team. And I suppose when you actually look at it, they they're not performing well this year at all. Like, and I I definitely picked them to come out of the group because I would have expected them to come out, but they really aren't performing. And you know, they they really need they need they badly need a result. They've had three games and three losses, and for me, that's to me that's not good enough. And I would have seriously thought that they would have been kind of aiming for a second third place position in that in that group. Like it is the group of death, but their performances they just haven't been coming up. They haven't been able to you know get a performance. But in saying that, they're still not getting trashed in all their games. So like, there's just something small amiss there. Mm-hmm. And you know they kind of really need to regroup and you know get themselves together. They only been, only got two games left in it, but oh, I can't see them qualifying now at this stage. I'm just looking here like Cork seem to be able to close out games mm, yeah that's the difference like um, Kilkenny it was 13 points to 1-5 so the difference there are 4 points again am I right? 5 yeah. 5 five, yeah. 5 4 points right 4 points there again so like I mean Derry and Cork will be interesting see how that one goes because they're travelling up to Derry mm-hmm. so that'll that'll bring a different dynamic I don't think they'll have it all their own way travelling up there no. it's a nice spin up and that's a big game for Derry as well it is it's a big game Yeah. and then their last game is against Kildare am I right Cork Kildare playing Cork and Cork am I right Cork is yeah because Meath is playing Kilkenny um, the last day um, yeah so, so that'll yeah. be down in, in, in Cork um, so like it all it's not I, you don't know what's going to happen in this group yet you mm. still would have to fancy Cork but you just don't know no, no. and I just think I just think if somebody gets a run on Cork it'll be interesting to see how they react because they seem to be leading from the front all the way through in their matches mm-hmm. right or, and then pulling you know pulling away in those last 10-15 minutes but if somebody gets a run on them imagine now how Cork reacted two goals straight away straight in the first yeah. 10 minutes what would happen yeah like they probably will react and fight back but it's just to put them into that position because they haven't been put in that position on the back foot yet yeah and I think Derry are the only ones that are going to probably at this stage I think Derry are the only are the ones that are going to do it to them. Well, talking about closing out games, Kilkenny certainly closed out a game against Derry. Uh, um, at the weekend, it was in Freshford. It was a very tight affair. Uh, Sinead Farrell was exceptional in the Kilkenny goal. So was Roisin Phelan and the backs. I mean, they saved... Sinead mm-hmm. saved five shots that I uh, had down on my piece of paper anyway Roisin Phelan saving a point blank shot from mm-hmm. Aoife Shaw that was a certain goal Derry threw everything at it Kilkenny played with a very strong breeze went in at half time with a lead um, came out then in the second half and scored one point and it was 2-7 to 1-8 victory for Kilkenny over Derry now we have been fairly critical in fairness of the intermediate team over the last number of weeks and probably justified on performances and the whole lot but the game last weekend was exceptional from a work rate point of view that we haven't seen in that Kilkenny team in a long time Yeah I think to be fair I think um the work rate that they had obviously brought into the game I think they definitely learned an awful lot from the Cork from the defeat against Cork um, they had seven days to turn around you know, readjust readjust their mentality and how they were going to prepare for this Derry game they knew Derry coming down they knew it was a, a must win game for them um, and I think they're growing and growing with every game that comes on their backs I think are extremely solid and 
you know, I think that's, you know, you have to look at their full back line again. Jane Cass, Roisin Phelan, Aideen O'Connor, um, absolutely immense, really were fantastic. Of course, Sinead was phenomenal in goal and I have to say it now because I'm getting some stick at home. She was, in my opinion, player of the match. Um, and I have to say that because, you know, she was, the some of the stops that she was making were absolutely unbelievable and, you know, she definitely did keep Kilkenny in, the, kept Kilkenny in the game, especially when Derry were kind of closing down in the last 10-15 minutes, you know, she stood tall on those. I think Derry will be disappointed with that. We do have to say the first goal that went in, very, very lucky. Yeah. But listen, we'll take it. You know, every team deserves to get a bit of luck and, you know, th- and thankfully Kilkenny got that bit of luck there as well. Um, I, I do think there needs to be a little bit of tweaking done on the forwards. But other than that, I thought their work rate, the way they fought for each other, um, their attitude and the way they carried themselves on the field, I thought was absolutely excellent on, on at the weekend. Yeah, and it showed great character. Like even yeah. when Derry was throwing everything at him, they didn't drop the heads like might have no. happened going back maybe a few years ago. And even last year in the All-Ireland Final when Antrim was coming and they yeah. were going strong, you know, the heads did drop a small little bit, but no, every one of them stood up to the plate mm-hmm. at the weekend and were exceptional. And as you mentioned the backs were exceptional too no more so than Aideen O'Connor and you managed to catch up with Aideen after the game well you would do if I can press this fella uh, and make sure that she's working I am joined by Aideen O'Connor after Kilkenny's victory against Derry in round three of the Grand Implex Intermediate All-Ireland Championship Aideen Last couple of minutes, tough times. Talk through that match. Yeah, we were. We knew coming into this match it was going to be a tough battle. You know, we know Derry, physical, strong team, so we knew we were going to be up against it. First half, we felt kind of 10 minutes slow enough to get into it. We knew coming out in the second half, we are going to have to really get stuck in. We struggled. We knew Derry were going to bring it. And then towards the end, they're only first and eight. We were, you know, she was unbelievable in the goal there. They were, Derry were running at us. But, you know, we held them up, thank God, in the end and got the win then. I suppose after last weekend's defeat to Cork, today, a result like today, it's really after putting a lot of confidence back into the camp. Oh, absolutely. We needed it, yeah. We, after last weekend, you know, the bodies were sore and it was a tough match. But we knew we'd just turn around and be ready again for Saturday, another challenge, another battle, and thank God we got the win in the end anyway. That's the main thing. Um, for yourself on a defensive display, I just feel like every match that comes, you're getting stronger and stronger. You're starting to become a real leader in the team, but you're surrounded by so many other leaders as well there. Yeah, that's it. You're rotating feeling beside me there. Absolute wizard there in full back. She knows her stuff. Got a fright then when she went off. <laughs> we had to kind of regroup again then and to settle ourselves and be ready again to go for the next few minutes because we know they're running at us. But thank God we kind of got together. We're a good unit there in the backs. Mm-hmm. We kind of talked to each other there and we kept it going. So thank God. Sinead stood up then at the end and exactly. died then. The main thing. And yeah. Wexford now in the next game. Another really must-win game for Kilkenny to really kind of set yourselves in the top two position there to get through to an All-Ireland Coach final. Yeah, that's, that's it. We need it again. Another win. And Wexford are a good side. We've played them already this year and sort of just get ourselves ready to go again and just freshen up again exactly that's great thanks very much thanks Sonia thanks yeah, what a, a fantastic game that she did have. Paulie, we're going to say something there. I just think um, I, I love Roisin Feeling. <laughs> Sorry, I, Anya knows this. I just, she is just so yeah. calm. And I do think it did unsettle him a little bit when she mm. did go off. Um, but I just think the backs as a unit are hurling really well. They yeah. really are. And and if we can, like, I was talking to John before the match and I was just wishing him the best look or whatever. And uh, he said, no, he said, we're doing a lot of work about, you know, work rate, work rate, work rate. And that's what was there mm-hmm. on on Saturday. And you'd, it was just a pleasure to watch. Yeah, the work rate was missing against Cork, let's be fair. Okay. I mean, Cork outworked 
the, the whole team the day down in Parky Rean but we we couldn't say that that was the case against Derry and Martin Coulter actually alluded to it after the game as well that Kilkenny were feisty they were working very hard for the ball they expected a tough test when they came down and they got one mm-hmm. and as well as that you should remember is that out of that starting team against Cork and yesterday how many would have been involved or started last year? Five 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 from last. It's, it's yeah. like a new team in yeah. in ways, and it does take time for girls to bed in. But I do firmly believe if these girls can keep motion on and improve them, they have so much potential. There Which is probably why we're a small bit more critical because we know that the players themselves have the ability to do it. You might forget that, okay, there's only the five of them that was there from the All-Ireland last year. Maybe that's why expectations are high. On you have her hand up. Go on. Six, seven. 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 Seven girls. Seven girls that started the All-Ireland final last year. Um, one, two... Two of them came on as a sub, so mm. you have nine girls. There's still a, there's still a good chunk of there them there, chunk. but there, there is still a lot missing. And you know, I suppose as well as that, it's it's just to embed girls into the whole situation as well. Mm-hmm. And like I mean, even last year, I I don't. We all have a touch of of. I call it a COVID fatigue as in that like it's a completely different dynamic or completely a lot more matches mm-hmm. you're heading down to Cork you have a lot of young girls that are sort of coming into the fold as yeah. well but like I mean Adrian O'Connor coming off the pitch yesterday she's walking through the car park oh my god top of putting your body in line I think her legs were actually black and blue mm-hmm. they were black and blue and like that's and I, she was delighted she didn't feel, yeah. I'd say she didn't even feel a bit of pain she was in such great form like you know going off but it's just I think when you have the likes of, of Neve Lahey it's a pleasure to watch her yeah. as well like I mean she will not she will put her body on the line and that's what you want to see and the girls that are in the forwards it's starting to click but they just I suppose it, it, we were sort of it was tight enough and that like I mean a point in the second half I know John won't be happy with that now there was a ferocious yeah. breeze there but what Derry were doing is that they were running at Kilkenny um, Grania McNichol the, the centre back like I mean she was running and they were all running off the shoulder from her yeah. she was laying it on and then I presume I'd say that's her sister Mairead McNichol that was yeah. in a, at centre forward she was quite good too so they were running at the ball and they were playing the lines up along and, and coming up waves nearly at Kilkenny I thought at stages but the backs held out and like I mean I'd Actually, those backs, they will deal with anything that's put in front of them. Mm -hmm. But we have to get the conversion rate up front. And I'd say, you know, we're getting there and we have time to get it there, get it done we are and we don't usually get to chat to uh, away managers or the losing managers but the fact that uh, Derry was dealing with as a Martin Coulter I have to say now I have never once went to a manager from any of the northern teams and they refused to give an interview Martin was absolutely lovely and I actually managed to catch up with him afterwards and especially talk about their aspirations about getting up into the Division 1 for next year and this is what Martin had to say after the game Martin Coulter you must be bitterly disappointed in that result there today you threw everything at Kilkenny at the end almost the kitchen sink but I think for the Kilkenny goalkeeper you probably would have come away with the victory yeah the keeper made three or four fantastic saves there um, probably if it had the front we, we go on to win the game but for play to Kilkenny the dug in against the Gale of Wind it was 
it was literally the game of two halves. The wind was that strong, and uh, Kilkenny just done enough chipping away up front to get the odd score just to keep themselves in front. He started brilliantly in the first half, tore into Kilkenny out of the traps. One might expect with a long distance that he might be a bit sluggish coming down. It was the complete opposite, but as the first half went on, Kilkenny came into the game and went in. That first goal, though, a bit of luck for Kilkenny. The head seemed to drop with yourselves a small little bit. I think we had all the momentum in the first 10 minutes. As you say, we came out really quick. And um, we got a sucker punch of a goal from a sideline that went straight to the net and it sort of rocked us a wee bit. Um, we dug in and Vernon to Kilkenny. There's some smart players that used the ball well. They just didn't rely on the wind. They moved the ball and, and, and pulled us out of possession at times. But it was hard playing against the wind. But there wasn't much between the two sides, to be honest with you. No, there certainly wasn't. That second half was immaculate to be watched. And I mean, even for us commentating on it was nervy moments. But for you standing on the sideline and see all those shots going in and now one of them rattling the sideline, you must have thought to yourself, today is not the day. Oh, I knew. I think we were four yards out and hit the keeper. And then two minutes later, we missed a penalty. We had a penalty saved. And you kind of know this is going to be one of those days we're not going to get in front. But as I say, I think there's a good possibility both teams can meet down the line again. I think they're two good teams. And I think I would have every confidence both of us will qualify until at least the quarterfinals. It's probably a bump in the step for yourselves. You were on the top of the table coming into it, I think, with Cork as well. Um, it's not going to affect you too much. You'll go into the next two rounds of games then and hopefully come out with qualification. Yeah, well, it was always going to be the way we had to win. We won our first two games. We were always going to have to win a third. So, you know, coming to Kilkenny was never going to be an easy win. With Cork next week at home, it won't be easy. And then with Wexford. So, bottom line is we'll have to win one of two games to get through. And, and, and we're well aware of that from day one here. You know, so um, fortunately it isn't today but as I say could have went either way that game is just unfortunate we missed a few chances we know there's great work going on in Derry especially with Slock Neil winning all Ireland titles and the rest of the clubs is up there as well you're doing great work with the girls when you see the likes of Antrim and Dowan up into the senior grade now I'm assuming that's where you want to be aspirations to get back up there 100% you know Down have been playing Division 1 now for two years and they beat us in the Ulster semi-final in extra time by a point after scoring a last minute goal you know so we're, we're much more much of them we've played Antrim twice this year in challenges and won both games so we know we're some sort of at the same sort of level. It's just getting ourselves, as you say, into that division one and getting that experience of a year or two in it to try and improve the, the speed and, and everything else. Well, I have no doubt. Keep going the way you are and you'll be there. Thanks for talking to us no, today. No, anyway, no, and no best of luck in the rest of the championship. Cheers, good lad. And, and yeah Martin was an absolute pleasure to be dealing with so too was Danny I have to say um, the lads were so nice uh, and you know we, we, we wish them well and hopefully we get another crack at him again it will be so nice I meant to actually say rattle the net instead of rattling a sideline and I should have mentioned Owen Rua as well because they've done great work up there not only Schlock Neil but Owen Rua as well and if I'm not mistaken they actually did win an All-Ireland title um, this year when it came to the club championships as well so great work being done uh, in Derry on your bus at the table it's uh, Cork on top with 9 points after 3 games Derry then comes second with 6 joint with uh, Kilkenny um, albeit Derry has the better score on average but the tables is reversed on that one because of the head to head so Kilkenny currently is actually in 2nd place um, Kildare then is in 4th place on 3 points uh, with Wexford on 3 and Meath then down at the bottom of the table so yeah no game is for the division or for the group two next weekend they have a break next lot of games coming up as well on the 25th which we will be previewing next week but overall it was a great performance good win and Kilkenny sitting nicely and hopefully getting qualification out of the group yeah it certainly was and you know just before we kind of leave that I, I do have to say and I know we spoke about her already earlier on um, but I think Adrian O'Connor has been 
an absolute delight to watch so far this year uh, all year even through the club even through her club campaign there with Barra Rangers I think she's definitely something that she's something new that Kilkenny have found and she's really after turning into a real leader you know on the field and I suppose I spoke to her on Saturday after the match and it was the first time I would ever actually spoke to her because I, I wouldn't know her at all and she's just even in the way she carries herself she's a real real leader and she's after buying in to whatever the guys are talking whatever the guys are saying at training which is really really good to see for a new girl coming in because it does take them a year or two to kind of adapt to the whole process but she has literally but gone she's in there slotted in at intermediate nicely. like yeah. Tiffy has slotted in with the seniors yeah she really has and she's been she's been absolutely brilliant this year and you know I think you know she did say that you know they kind of had a bit of a panic attack when they seen Roisin going on but you know as she said they, they were grouped and I think a lot of that has to do with her like she just slotted into full back she started to control the girls around her which is really good to see as well yeah exactly brilliant overall performance and uh, yeah we're looking forward to what the rest of the championship brings we are also, Paula Dowling, looking forward to this Sunday coming. It is the KCLR coming months goal Camogie finals that are going to be held in Nolan Park. If you want to be anywhere on a Sunday afternoon or a Sunday morning, get to UPMC Nolan Park. Five finals in the one day, Paula Dowling. All school games. <coughs> we are kicking off at 11 o'clock in the morning between St. Anne's and Conaghy Shamrocks. Almost a local derby going to be a great game to start us off isn't it brilliant to see St Anne's at a final at primary school level I think it's brilliant um, like I mean there's a lot of work being done there at underage level um, they were down at the under 10 blitz and they had some like or the under 8 blitz and the gas thing is like for the last 5 minutes they were allowed to we said we'd let them they wanted to see because rise it and hit it by god they were well able to rise it and strike it so like I mean there's a lot of work being done up there and and like I mean if they're anything like the St. Ireland's girls that I would know that are a bit older they'll be a tough bit of stuff and they won't you know shy away for it but the same thing with the guard Connie I know they have a period whereby they're very low on numbers in mm-hmm. particular groups so they have to rebuild up again and it's brilliant I just think um, I think actually Adrena Keane is teaching down in Jenkinstown at the moment so she might be involved with the, the Connie crowd I think she is so like I mean that'll, that'll be interesting it'll be uh very interesting to see how it all pans out. It will, and a great way to start us off. And on, you know, he was talking about this uh, last week as well when it comes to the finals. You know, it's great to play for your school. It's great to get out into Nolan Park. A big fuss is going to be made with you. But the fact that KCLR is going to be doing it live from uh, Nolan Park as well. Not all the games, they're doing scoreline live. So, you know, the OB unit will be out there um, and they'll be getting previews and match reports coming in and talking to some of the players afterwards as well. It's going to be a huge day, um, which we're going to be part of as well, Anya, that Ken has told me uh, earlier on this evening when we had a meeting with him. So we're looking forward to a great festival of Camogie, but that's a great game to start off first. Yeah, it'd be really good. It's, you know, it's great to get in there it's great to get in there for into Nolan Park first of all but you couldn't have a, in my opinion you couldn't have a, a school's final in any other venue in Kilkenny you know I think it's where every young girl wants to start off and I think Nolan Park is definitely the way to go um, the fact that we're going to be there is going to be even better we're going to have people having to listen to us we're going to have to talk to everybody <laughs> they're going to be so excited I don't think they're going to run away from us if anything I think they're going to be running towards us Oh um, you, you, lads, you have no idea I was talking to um, some of the Emeralds crowd on Saturday oh my god are they so hyped up 
they just cannot wait. Well, um, you're talking about Emeralds. That's obviously Arlingford National School. They're next on our list. They sorry, I should say Arlingford National School. Yeah, well, PC correct. Skull and Cree Renefa. Thank okay. you. No, Good woman. So that's... Dermot Dunphy up there and, and, and all the rest so it should be very interesting as well yeah. uh, but and they're taking on Tullerhor at ooh, half past twelve Tullerhor are some mean machine you know that because I know that because I've seen them but lads I do not underestimate this Arlingford team I'm just saying I've seen them at under 12 last year they are quite good but Tullerhor actually one thing uh, they were involved with the sevens um, so they had as far as I know they won the sevens didn't they? Won the yeah. Sevens, yeah. I actually think that stands to teams because they learn how to run off the shoulder and run into positions to get the ball actually a lot of the clubs that are actually in the mix up for the finals were involved in the sevens in some way or form so it obviously stands to players um, because they have to realise that you can't just be stationary and at that age the other way they're trying to wait for the ball to come to them rather than going out and attacking the ball so that's I think I actually think that C final could be very good I'm looking forward to that one very much so all, all the school finals are brilliant mm-hmm. to watch because there's no real airs and graces and I mean that in the nicest way possible the kids are so innocent as all they want to do is go out and to play and you know there's no tactics the only tactic is in it is to start them out exactly where they start their positions because as soon as that ball is thrown in it's like a magnet they all just congregate and follow it Not as much Martin I have to say I've noticed with some of the matches I've been at they're actually starting to you know the spatial awareness whereby they actually are copying on this is my zone so you're not it's a case of like I, I was at one of the matches were by uh, against um, St. Bridget's um, of Kilmana St. Anne's of Kilmana sorry I should say and you could see how the ball the girl was in the corner she played it back out to the D like the, the, the reading of the game at a younger age is starting to come in so I was there looking at it I was going jeez I never thought that when I was that age it was just in case you know bulldoze through and try and get a goal or whatever you know that kind of thing I'm actually refereeing them tomorrow uh, afternoon because they are playing Glenmore in a Shield semi-final I think it is so yeah, they that's going yeah. to be fun yeah so that'll, that'll be interesting to see how that pans out but it's just you. I think people will be surprised at the standard of Camogie as well is that it's not a case of, of you will have certain maybe odd periods whereby you'll have pockets of people or at the sheep factor as I call it but what happens is, is that you'll actually see the standard of camogie is actually really good at this primary school level and if anybody wants to do anything on Sunday that's where they need to be is to go over there for three euros it's a bargain a whole day five euros sorry for um, five euros to go in it's a bargain for a whole day of camogie like the souvenir programme is three euro for the day oh that's what it is oh. yeah five, five euros to get in for the adults so where would you get it five matches for a fiver that's a bargain in itself and like I mean then you're coming down to like there's clubs there that are, are coming through the Roaring Steak are doing great work down there at the moment yeah moving on then to yep. the 2 o'clock game they are playing Gore and then in the Ryan B final we should say that uh, St. Anne's and Conaghy is the Ryan D final Tullerhor and Erlingford is the Ryan C final the Roaring Steak then and Gordon is in the Ryan B final yeah 2 o'clock that one is that yeah that'll be uh, interesting because I know Gordon have quite a, a large their school there has, has expanded exponentially over the last couple of years so they have a, a large catch a lot of players there if you know what I mean and it's to keep them and they, I know people be saying oh they're in YB they must be good this is the time whereby you can really hold on to players and cement them playing Camogie because this primary school final playing in Nolan Park is something that will stay with them for the rest of their life 
And then if they're to go and win it, oh, holy sweet mother of God, God help us in two years time is under 14 and four years time is under 16. Mm-hmm. They'll stay playing and, and that's the big thing. But again, there's a lot of work being done at Warren Stieg. They've a lot, they seem to go well at underage and the same with Gorn. And uh, some of them girls actually was in Nolan Park uh, the last day against Limerick playing with their um, their mini games and, at half time. So, and we saw the standards yeah. of the mini games. Like, I mean, they were really good and there was no solo running around allowed in the mini games. But by God, were they able to rise it and take their three steps and drive it down the pitch like I mean there's some big vast open space is in UPMC in Orland Park um, I suppose for St. Canis's it's great for them two teams in a the final they are playing in the Ryan E final um, against St. John's and they're playing in the Ryan A final against Bunskull Macaulay Reese of uh, Callan it's great achievement for the school to have the two teams the A and the B team literally into the final as well but the main event on the day is going to be the A final between St. Canis's A and Bunskull Macaulay Reach of Callan 5pm throw-in with Liz Dempsey All-Ireland final referee refereeing the game Oh that's that, that's fabulous like that's when you when you were playing the primary school final, well, it's the best pitch in Ireland with one of the best bogey, the best bogey referee at the moment in Ireland, and we played. have the second best female referee doing the E final because Kira Murphy is refereeing it. Oh, brilliant! Oh, that's, that's, that's mm-hmm. really good, really yeah. good. And like I mean, I know I'm not being sexist. It is a female sport. It's great to see female officials. We don't have them. Yeah, you know, but it's great to the see only them. two. It's brilliant. They're the only two female now. I know, and we might touch on it next Monday. I might see if I can get John or Jenny or Owen um, to come on to us. But the female referee academy has been launched mm-hmm. as well this weekend to get more females involved in. When you look down through the list of even inter county referees, there is not that many female referees in it. You know, so we need to get more people involved in it. We need to get more females involved in our own county. Like for a size of our county to have only two female referees refereeing Camogie um, and we're one of the tier one counties that's in this. Like we should have a hell of a lot more. So we need to be pushing more and more people and past players to get involved in it. We're trying to push Anya into it as well. I mean, we're not having much luck with it, but we're still going to try. There'll be no black cards. There'll be no red cards. There'll be no yellow cards. <laughs> there'll be she no just, whistle, but there'll stop. be no whistle. Just that. Out you go, fight. May the best team win and that'll be it. Well, I tell you one thing, I was at a hurling match at the weekend and there might as well have been no whistle. I can tell you what was going on in this. But anyway, um, right, I'm going to ask you to pin your colours to the mast and we are going to start with that very top final between St. Canis's and Bunskull Macaulay Reach. And I'm going to ask you each for your prediction. Just plain and simple, Paul Dowling, who are you going with? I'm going with Bunskull Macaulay Reach. Oh, Anya. I was going to say them too. Now, the, only, the only reason I'm saying it is that I know St. Canis's have a large catchment area, massive hmm. school, loads of players, lots of Dixborough players. Um, a, a lot of players from other clubs around as well but it's just I've seen John Knox at under 12 yeah. last year um, happened to be on the end of a, a hammering from him um, and a lot of them are in Bunskull McCauley Reach and they are just they just seem to know if a lot, I don't know if a lot of those players are, are transferring across but you, you just you, you wouldn't know but then again Canis is like I mean they've been very strong over the last number of years Okay, so both of you going with the bun skull in that one. Ryan B then, the Roar and Steve and Gorn. Anya, I'm going to start with you on this one. I'm going to go with Gorn on this one. Okay, and you're my orange highlighter, so I have to get you out now and highlight you in orange. Paula Dowling. Oh, Roar. Just to be awkward now, or do you fancy the Roar? No, I just fancy the Roar. Okay. Well, I suppose from the fact that you see see him in the mini games as well, you have a bit of insider information, you see, on that one. Uh, 
Oh God, do I need to even ask on you? Right, I'm going to start with you on this one first. Ryan C. Tullahar versus Arlingford. I'm 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 really sitting on the fence because I've seen both ah, teams. There's no fence now. Come on. Seriously, now we're at the we're at the end. That of fence is going to no, go. No, no, no. I'm I'm my backside will definitely collapse very soon. <laughs> I'm cutting down the fence now, so I am. So, but I'm just saying, right? It all depends. Arlingford, I know they have really good players. I know Tullahar have some really good players but it all depends on on the matchups sounds like I'm on by a senior intercounty game but seriously <laughs> it's about the matchups as in if the supply ball is kept from the forwards they have two very nippy forwards with with Tullahar. Um actually all the forwards are nippy I should say I'm pushing you now Paula you have to pick a team uh, I'm going to go I, I'm going to go with Come on, we need an I'll answer. I'll go Tuller because I've seen more of them than, than Emeralds. There we go. Or Arlingford, sorry. Right, so you're on the green highlighter. Anya. Oh, I'm going with Arlingford. I knew I you do, I would. I'd love to see Arden. I know a lot of the Arlingford girls, so I'd love to see them win as well. But I'll, I'll just... <laughs> well, I can see plenty of interviews coming if Arlingford do win that <laughs> final um, with yourselves. Right, moving on to the D final. St. Anne's and Conaghy. Anya, I'll start with you on this one. Um, I am going to go with Conaghy. Okay. I see Paula. May I ask why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I. Do you know what? I'm just so delighted. I know Connie have been strong at underage at different levels all the way up along, but I'd love to see St. Hans win. Well, um, now loving and. Well, that, that's why I'm going to back them then. So you're going with St. Hans? Yeah, I'm going to go with St. Hans because I'd, I, I'd like to see them win. That's my justification for it. I just, well, you see, you're, you're our underage guru, you see. I'm, so not, you your, know, I'm not a guru. You are. You know I, a I, lot I, of the team. My teams Mystic now Meg ball doesn't work on, at all these days. I'm getting gone skeways. You'd be at all the underage blitzes nearly in the whole lot, and you're in the development. I have, committee that's di- and, but that's different. Yeah. Like when you're going to the under eights and, and under 12s, you forget that primary school is under 13. So those 13 year olds can make a big difference. There is a big difference from 12 to 13 because that's that development spurt. Right. You know? The last final of the day then, the Ryan E final, St. John's versus St. Canis's B team. Anya, I'll start with you. Going to go with St. Canis's B team. Okay. So, orange for St. Canis's and Paula. I'm going with St. John's because I'd love to see them win it. <laughs> God. I really do think for like, I mean, they should be for the catchment area of where it is. I, like, I mean, there is good players there. So... God, you really are some people. All right. So out of the five finals, uh, you've went for two different teams uh, in each of the four, B, C, D and E. And the only one the two you could agree with is the Ryan A final. We're going to get that one wrong then. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's certainly... I know. It'll be brilliant day, it though, It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be a long day. Touch wood that it doesn't rain as it's fine. Mm, yeah. and, and, and Knock, knock, yeah. Yeah, it'll just be a brilliant day just to see all those girls and let them see, experience the whole thing of being in Nona Park yep exactly and it is a fantastic occasion it's only a fiver admission to get in for adults you know where would you get it as I said already five games five you a euro a game sure I mean you wouldn't go to the shop and buy an ice cream now for a euro you definitely wouldn't wouldn't get three litres of petrol for it you'll have some smart lad now at the at the gateway on Saturday there coming in for only three matches and he'll only be paying three euro <laughs> 
No, it's well, five for it's one five, or five for five. five for them all. Yeah, that's it. You go in, you pay at the gate and that's it. But yeah, it is thanks to KCLR as well. And we just met with uh, Ken earlier on here who was head of sport about the logistics. Um, and it's going to be great because scoreline.ie is coming live from Nolan Park on Saturday with Shane O'Keefe and Robbie Dowling and myself and Anya have been throwing in the mix as well then to be part of it so we're going to be going and getting the interviews and taking the scene and seeing how teams are preparing going So really you're just... Waffling Waffling around the place (laughs) While other people Do all the hard work Actually the producer Here beside me Is going to be on the Announcing anyway So she's going to have To get her Announcing voice In top gear As as one must talk Like that Doesn't Mm. one We'll be going to McDonald's With the teens After the game (laughs) Not getting any Looking goody bags This time (laughs) I know they were Lovely now The last day In fairness to you But anyway That just about Wraps up the fun Here from KCLR Studios And come on kind For episode Number 20 Hopefully that you All enjoyed it Uh, Looking forward To the weekend's Games Um, We've no inter-county Games this weekend So so maybe maybe some of the inter-county players just to give a call out to them if they're free any of the girls get over to Nolan Park and support all the primary school girls yep. be brilliant because like I mean there's nothing as good as as, as uh, I was talking to Neve Lahey after the day against uh, they played Kildare and she said I could actually she said I know you're not supposed to listen but she says I could hear all the Emirates girls shouting for me she says mm. she says it was like because they were slagging her off in the dressing room it's like you're your own personal fan club you know yeah. and that that's what it's all about so maybe but, if it I is, but even the last day out in Freshford like to see the, the Blacks and Whites oh yeah we may give mention yeah give mention to that yeah, yeah I mean in fairness to them they, they played a 20 minute game before the match even started they put on an exhibition game which was fantastic and I mean there was what there was maybe 12 or 13 on each team 13 aside playing. Yeah. yeah it was fantastic to play at half time in the game and then every one of them going uh, and getting autographs and that with the players and meeting and them and it was great for the players lovely, as well actually, the players waited and got a picture of both teams with the, the whole intermediate panel we must actually yeah. get that up online as well so it actually it just looked yeah. it looked just it was just fabulous and they enjoyed the day so like I mean that's what it was all about so my thanks to Bar Rangers and to um, Blacks and Whites for coming to Freshford on on Saturday yeah no fair play to them and as we said the next home game is going to be the 25th with the seniors against Offaly and we will preview that uh, next week you're yeah you're going to have to get more teams in for that one now but we might be able to get a couple of teams from Offaly down as well um, to make it a real good day but that is it from us until Sunday when we will be on scoreline with Shane and Robbie we will be back again then next week my thanks as always to Anya and to Paula here in the studio of course to Lillian beside me <coughs> handing me all the pieces of paper and keeping me in check and we will be back next week but from all of us for the time being it's goodbye from us all bye bye this is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahim. Yeah.